2: Welcome back to the Gamer Heroes podcast. I am your regular host, with my other regular host, Derek. Hi. Uh, we actually have a guest, and her name is Ray. You may have heard her on the other podcasts. You know the ones we don't talk about on this right. podcast. Um, a part of the network which in which we compete. But yes, Derek and Rachel are here joining us today. And we're going to talk about some stuff. It's been a few weeks, and we are very sorry we left you guys hanging, but we've got a lot of new, exciting changes coming to the podcast itself. We've got some fun stuff to talk about from San Diego Comic-Con. I, I got the pleasure of, of going there and uh, losing my shit, because it's way overwhelming. Um, lots, of, lots of fun stuff to talk about. We played some new games, so... I'm going to let Derek take the spotlight to kind of fill you in on what's going on with the podcast and the network. What's going on there, bud?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I think you're only a little sorry we missed a couple of weeks because you got to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I was here. So... I didn't say
2: I was sorry. I said we, so you're, you're <laughs> the, the heavier sorry side. I Collectively see. sorry. The, the yeah, royal there you we. go. Did you mean the royal we? Um...
1: Yeah anyway i need my dog to stop walking around because she's making noises um yeah so lots of things are going on here so first off uh starting well today when this episode comes out on august 1st we have a brand new addition to our patreon so we don't talk about our patreon a whole lot here on gamer heroes and um part of the the reason for that is that this is a podcast network and we just are trying to give you content but we have to keep the lights on and the um the gigabits the streaming. streaming. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. Uh, and that's plural because we're on the Heroes Podcast Network. And we are introducing. Thanks, a- Dan. <laughs> We are introducing a new patron lounge Slack channel. So for those who don't know, Slack is basically a chat service, totally free, um, that we can chat with each other on mobile, on desktop and web browsers and talk about stuff. And so what we've decided to do then is add a patron lounge that is exclusive to To our Patreon contributors where they can join this lounge and talk to all of the hosts on the Heroes Podcast Network. So that would include John and myself from Gamer Heroes. That would add in Ray and Ryan, my cohorts on Screen Heroes. They would bring in Jeremy and Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. Uh, as well as jordan from analysis our west world show and some new hosts that we will be bringing in in the coming weeks here for some new shows that we have kicking off so um the details for that are on our patreon uh page it's a public post there if you go to patreon.com slash heroes podcasts but the short of it is if you're in the uh ten dollar tier or above then you will get access to the exclusive patron lounge and um That'll be pretty cool. So I'm really looking give us forward your to money. it. I'm hoping what
2: I said, give us your money.
1: Yes, yeah, that's that's the and idea. we'll
2: give you our time. Right,
1: and we're gonna talk to you. So you can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be about the shows. Um, it just it could be about just generic nerd stuff, current events, your personal interests. Um, it's gonna follow the same rules as all of our comments do on the HPN, which is be respectful of each other, be nice to each other. Uh, you you know, if you're not cool, if you're being a jerk. We'll give you a warning unless it's too bad, um, you know, and uh, then unfortunately we might have to remove you if you can't be nice and and play nice with others. So that's something that is starting today, August 1st. So I'm very excited about it. Looking forward to that. Um, We do have a new show coming hopefully in the month of August here that I'm really excited about. We're developing that. And then I'm just going to tease that starting at the end of the month, maybe beginning of September, some big changes are coming to Gamer Heroes.
2: Yes, so. big changes, guys. As they always say, I guess as Derek always says, when one door closes, another one opens, but she should always keep it closed because you're wasting the AC. So Derek
0: does always say that. It's wow.
2: a dad joke. He's a dad. Um.
1: Without any children. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. so that is the housekeeping. Um, we have one piece of news that we're going to cover today before we dive into just lots of video game talk. Um, like John said, he's going to be talking a bit about some games he got to play at San Diego Comic-Con, including the Resident Evil 2, uh, remake demo. Um, I've got a few more things to add about my gameplay through Horizon Zero Dawn. And then Ray is on mainly to talk to us a bit about Octopath Traveler on Nintendo Switch. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll dive into the news. So this is coming from Amazon. Uh, For those who don't know, if you are an Amazon Prime member and you pre-order a video game, you get 20% off, um, which adds up pretty quick, right? A $60 title, that gets you $12 off. Um, Every five games is almost like getting one for free in that sense. And uh, Best Buy tried to compete with that with their Gamer Club Unlimited, I believe, or Unlocked, whatever it was called. Uh, which is ending later this year. And Amazon has decided to adjust how that discount is applied to things. So this is straight from their terms and conditions. Uh, And basically this new line says that, and I'm just going to read it straight from this. um, Offer does not apply to certain video game products, such as toys to life, collector's editions, re-releases, remasters, and product bundles, including, but not limited to console game bundles, and accessory bundles.
0: Oh my god, that's just, that's like everything. <laughs>
1: uh, this is a very big deal for modern gaming, and a, definitely the Nintendo Switch, because there's been so many remasters and re-releases, like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, uh, Resident Evil 2, <laughs> that we'll be I talking know, about. I know, I um, know. And even though a game might be on a console for the very first time ever... It still might be considered a re-release or a remaster uh, for collectors editions. You know, collectors editions of, of lots of big games are out there. Games like Red Dead Redemption, or you know, any of the Halo or Gears games. Um, you know, that come with they come. Spider Man, the Spider Man game has a collectors mm-hmm. edition. You know, it comes with things like a steel book and a statue and and all of that. Um, I'm not entirely sure what Toys to Life. Is I don't know if that has to do with maybe like Nintendo Labo or something like that. Uh, so, if anyone out there is familiar with what
2: that terminology means, I'd be curious to know. But do we have any more details on this? Because does so? I have questions. My first question is: Does this apply to games that have already been announced, and they're going to finish off the year with the games for this year, or are they starting right now?
1: So, I can tell you that it should impact anything that is currently available for pre-order right now if you haven't already pre-ordered it i'm assuming if you've already pre-ordered it they're not going to retroactively change your order um but i don't really know if there's much that you can do otherwise this is supposedly already out there as their new terms and conditions for the prime discount um but let's see if i bring up um, let's, let's see if I bring up the Spyro game here. Um, I think it's just
2: silly. I, I'm going to go ahead and voice my concern. It, I'm pissed. Um, especially cause Nintendo switch at this current moment is catching up. So they're, and they want to have, they want every game on their system. Who doesn't? I want it as a consumer and they're re-releasing a ton of games. Um, and now to tell me, because I have, I am a prime member myself and I didn't have the best buy, uh, gamer's card or gamer's club or whatever. So I was doing the 20% off with them, um Amazon, and this is this is a little upsetting. Uh to to sure some of these games are most of the remasters come out as 39.99. Okay. And it's only a few bucks, but it's a few bucks. And it was just another perk that I'm losing.
1: Well, it's not a few bucks. I mean, some of these games are going to be fairly expensive. Now, if I pull up the new Spyro remastered game, uh, it is a, uh, a $40 title normally. It's not a $60, mm-hmm. and I am not getting the discount on that. And if I go and I click on, for example, the new Tomb Raider game, which is a sequel, it's not a remaster or a re-release, it does show my pre-order discount, which brings the total to uh, $47.99 instead of fifty nine ninety nine so it seems to already be in place uh so the spyro game there's your first one that i think most people are going to run into since it yep. comes out uh in just uh like a month and a half or so two months um you know other games that are going to run into this i imagine resident evil 2 is going to have the same type of of issue and that's a 60 dollar title as of now
2: um i don't know if it's going to stay that way necessarily since i don't i don't believe we uh, know for i think sure. it will <laughs> I, yeah trust me it's it it hardly classifies itself as a re-release, honestly, or a remaster. Like it's, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, <laughs>
1: well, it, but it is a remake. You know, there's really it's, no way around it. It's using
2: it. the title, but it's really not. <laughs> well, I
1: can tell you that it, you do not get the discount. I know, um, and that's a January release, and you do not <sighs> get the discount. So it's already in place. So this this is a thing that's happening right now. It's going to definitely impact people. I would say that this is probably happening in response to Best Buy getting rid of their program because now there's nobody really to compete with To compete with, with them.
2: yeah. Yeah. It's a dick um, move, hands down. <laughs> it's a dick move. It's just something – you're Amazon. You know, Amazon, They they are able to do a lot of things that most companies can't do, and they've been very good to their Prime members for most of the time, I'd say. I think this is kind of silly to – take a few dollars away from all your members who are gamers.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure what the logic is to this simply because, um, you know, we would still be buying this thing and what do they care if it's a re-release or a remaster or what have you? I mean, it's a percentage. It's not a dollar amount off. So they're not worried about, well, Spyro is a $40 title, but there's other $40 titles that are Mm -hmm. not remakes or remasters. Um, that you can still get the discount on. I can understand maybe collector's editions because you get a lot more than a video game because you're getting statues and things like that, that maybe the overhead is, you know, it's a tighter margin. Um, but, you know, that's just the way it is. I don't think it ever included consoles. You know, if you pre-ordered a Switch, you weren't going to get $60 off, right? Uh, right? So that's not new. But the the collector's editions re-releases and remasters are are the big hits. Um, and that's definitely going to impact you know, games right now. You know, the Spyro Remaster is going to be very popular. I mean, Ray, you want that one?
0: Absolutely, I wanted. I played through all those games long ago in Galaxy on PlayStation
2: early. One. <laughs> yeah, I played and, the shit out of them.
0: <laughs> you know, these remasters are fantastic opportunities for us to go back and play games that we already know we love, and then as well as new people to come to the franchises so this this really hurts it just feels like bezos is constantly nickel nickel nickeling and diming people you know he's the wealthiest person in the world and he just takes and takes and takes from us and it's pretty upsetting
1: yeah, I mean to your point, I I did not have PlayStation growing up. The PS4 is the first PlayStation I've owned, and so getting an opportunity to play Crash Bandicoot and now to play Spyro is a big deal to me because my friends right. had those games and I never got to play them. Um, so I was looking forward to that. And even on modern game, more modern games, that is, um, South Park Stick of Truth is being released on Nintendo Switch. That's right. probably it's... going to be considered a re-release.
2: See that? That's this is why I think it's silly, um, because. Although Best Buy was the only competition, and now that the competition is gone, meaning you're the only one with the discount. And I think in, in if you think about it, that would bring more people in towards you. Oh, I'm going to buy with Amazon because I get this discount. But now if you just become like every other retailer for a few bucks, now I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll probably just go buy it at GameStop now because it's the same price anyway.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Um, you know, I still at, at GameStop you can trade things in towards it, and usually you'll get a bonus trade in yeah. if it's a a newer big release that they're trying to push. Um, if you are a Best Buy Reward Zone member, then you'll continue to get points at Best Buy, which you can use towards pre-orders. Amazon, of course, you know if you have the Amazon credit card, there's there's points involved there. Um, you know that's a little bit different. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that this this is a big change to how people have been pre-ordering games. I think it may slow down people pre-ordering games, which Definitely. the industry, I mean, the industry doesn't want that. Why bother? Right? If you're not getting anything in advance, um, you're not getting anything special out of it. Then you might as well wait until the day of and, and get whatever whatever you want. It was a differentiator
2: um, that they just took away. Like this actually was something that set them aside. So yeah, I, I'm going to call it now the backlash will be so bad. They'll get so many angry hate mail and they'll have to delete their Twitter like everyone else. And, uh, (laughs) they're going (laughs) to resend this.
1: I guess we'll have to see. I mean, people may not have noticed yet because since it only impacts certain things, you would have had to have pre-ordered Spyro or, you know, or resident evil Two, um, or the collector's edition of Spider-Man at this point to know that this has happened. Uh, cause if you're just, if you're pre-ordering, you know, anything else overcooked Two, or uh, just the regular red dead redemption or, or something like that, you're not going to notice cause you're going to get the discount. Absolutely. Um, so I think only a small percentage of people would have even noticed yet, but it'll, it'll start to happen more and more as more games get released. I'm sure anybody who's going to pre-order that uh, collector's edition of fallout 76, that comes with the power suit helmet. Yeah. You're not getting that discount. Right. Unless maybe you got in, you got that pre-order in when it was first announced, you know, and and you got it then, you know, good for you. Um, But I would imagine moving forward, it's just not going to happen. So, all right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, guys, on that before we move on to our next segment? No.
2: I have said everything I want to say. (laughs) No, I'm good. Uh, Let's move on.
1: All right, so then uh, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will be talking about the games we have been playing recently, including Resident Evil 2, Octopath Traveler, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Hey, it's Derek, co-host of Gamer Heroes and other podcasts on the Heroes Podcast Network. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about AnthroDesk's Ergo Slant Ergonomic Anti-Fatigue Comfort Floor Mat. During my day job, I am lucky enough to have a standing desk. And while that's helped me get on my feet during the day, it can be uncomfortable to stand for long periods of time. That's where AnthroDesk's ErgoSlant mat comes in. It's ergonomically designed to help improve posture, reduce back pain, and counter negative effects of heeled shoes. The Ergo Slant provides multiple degrees of cushioning with the top ridge that allows for effective massaging of the instep. Plus, you can reverse the mat to provide an incline or decline. You can find the AnthroDesk Ergo Mat at anthrodesks.com, under their accessories. If you use or are interested in a standing desk, you should definitely check out
2: AnthroDesk. Welcome back. This is Rotten Robbie. I'm kidding. It's John. We're going <laughs> to dive into our next section. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed those commercials. We're going to dive into our next session here, and uh, we're going to let Ray do some talking because she hasn't had a lot of chances to talk here. We're going to talk a little bit about Octopath Traveler. The renowned game for Nintendo right now. People are talking about it left and right. You can't get away from it. Ray, take the floor. Okay, so
0: I recently have started the demo for Octopath Traveler. You don't know what it is. It's a turn-based RPG. And you have eight different characters to select from just right from the start. You play through one character's storyline, then you move on to the next Uh, You can also gather them and meet up with them throughout your story. And, you know, depending on your interactions with them, you can kind of have them join your party or, you know, be a loner. Right now I am playing with Hanit, and she is kind of the hunter of the group. She's not a warrior, but a hunter. So uh, I start with a bow and arrow kind of, weaponry. I also have animals. I can collect animals and they can fight for me, too. It feels a little like bad. Like Pokemon? Well, it feels a little more like slave labor than Pokemon sure. does. I mean, even though Pokemon kind of feels like that, too, sometimes. But I like the idea of it. It's just so boring, guys. It's so boring. <laughs> you see, everyone says it's amazing. It... It is like 45 minutes of talking. They they just talk to each other so much. I, I am like skipping paragraphs of conversation because I just want some action. Every single fight is the exact same. And that kind of bothers me. There's is it a no turn-based different. fighting? Yes. Yeah, that was actually my first sentence that I said, that it was a turn-based. For
2: those people who weren't listening... <laughs> um, I, I, I had a point for that. So turn-based fighting can get really tedious and annoying because, and this is why I don't like the Final Fantasy games, because if someone's a higher level than you and you do your little attack, they're going to wipe you out immediately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what it is. I either, if I get first pick, then I wipe them out and I get a bonus for being untouched, mm-hmm. or if they're a pretty big bad. And I just finished the first like huge monster, and God, that was so tedious. It was a twenty-five minute fight because we were going back and forth, back and <laughs> forth, back and forth, and it's just frustrating. Like I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish out the full demo, let alone try other characters. I also don't like the way they talk. Oh my god, they they try to use old English, like Shakespearean, Elizabethan kind of stuff. Only they put weird suffixes on things that don't belong there, and I just want them to stop.
1: It's a fantasy world. It's not really English. It's
0: so bad.
1: It's a mixture of all languages. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, so what I'm hearing here is maybe, maybe JRPGs are just not for you.
0: That could be, and I think I like a middle of the road RPG. I like, I don't want something so open world that I get off track and I never get back to that main mission. But that's why I'm also playing Kingdom Hearts. This will be the third time I've played through this game, and I like it because most of the worlds are fairly open. I can go and explore. None of the fights are turn-based. However, there's not it's not completely open-ended. It's not like when I was watching you play Breath of the Wild, where you could get lost in that game for hundreds of hours. Literally, like, I'm not exaggerating here. Hundreds of
2: hours. Yeah, it's a wonderful game. <laughs> it's a wonderful game. That's saying the least.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I've been reading up a lot on Octopath, mainly because um, at, at a $60 title, I'm a little nervous to dive, dive in. Now, it does have the three-hour demo, and you can replay it as all eight characters if you want to by deleting your save. But yeah, I mean, basically everybody's telling me that it's a beautiful game and I've seen it. It is beautiful. I love the graphics and I was really impressed with how colorful it was because I I did play a little bit of the initial demo that came out um, over the winter, like February timeframe, give or take. There were only three characters at the time um, and it just wasn't very uh, beautiful. Um, But um, basically, you know... My, my, my big problem with the game is that it the, the, the stories of the characters don't really line up with each other. Like, all eight characters never really interact, um, you know, and it's these segregated stories that are basically the same thing over and over again. I don't know.
2: What do you guys like about this game? <laughs> I, I know Derek just said it. he thinks it's beautiful. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've heard that the combat system is
1: one of the best combat systems in a JRPG, but then again, you have to like turn-based games, right? So, John, in in your sense, if you're saying you never played Final Fantasy because it was turn-based, first off, maybe check out Final Fantasy 15, for example. That one is is the new one. It is not turn-based.
2: Will I be Um, behind because there's been 14 other games?
1: No, no, no. They're they're not that tightly tied together. Um, You should be able to just jump in the 15 and play it. Uh, And we can talk more about that, you know, another time. But 15 is its own story. It's totally different. It's not not turn-based battles or anything like that. So if if you don't like turn-based battles, if you don't like JRPG-style storytelling that is incredibly text-heavy and a little repetitive, I I feel like Octopath is probably not going to be for you. Um, I intend to check out the demo and play through it at some point. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just not sure when that's going to be because I have such a big backlog of games that I've already purchased. You know? Um, Yeah. Is there anything else, Ray, that you want to tell us about your experience with Octopath at this point? Anything? How's the music, for example?
0: I know you really liked the music. You were sitting there talking about it. I do like the overall look to it, it's very pretty. And this is, it's still in like pretty much 16 bit graphics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rudimentary compared to a lot of the other video games out there right now but they do this really fun switch between uh, sepia tones and full color and I think they do it very seamlessly. It's very beautiful and anytime you're in the past or you're by yourself or you're looking at the map it's sepia tone. Anytime you're in the world, you're talking to a village or you're having a fight it's in color, and I really liked that artistic choice. It's something small; it probably saved them quite a bit of money in the end. Not having the whole game in color, but in the end, like it looked really great, so I didn't mind the, mm-hmm. the cutbacks. There,
1: fair enough. Um, I mean, it is a thirty plus forty plus hour game, um, you know, so you're you get your sixty dollars worth if it's something that you play all the way through. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. If you don't, you know, shoot your, blow your brains out because you're spending so much time talking to people. Is that right?
1: (laughs) It depends on the kind of game you're into, right? If you like that style of game, again, it is a JRPG and there is a difference between a more Western RPG like Breath of the Wild, um, and a JRPG like
2: Octopath. They're very different types of games. So if that's not for you, it's not for you. Right. See, that's, that's why I'm kind of on the fence about it, um. I don't think I would like it, but I do think I can appreciate the visuals at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at a lot of screenshots on it, and of course, everybody's been raving about it. But I guess that crowd is just larger than I than I anticipated for people who like turn-based games. Like I didn't have a problem with Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it felt like it was it's an older game, but it felt a little more less. I don't know. Like I said, if someone's on a higher level and you guys are just kind of exchanging blows, you know they're going to win because they're in a higher level automatically. You can keep healing, well, keep healing. Yeah, so the
1: battle system in Octopath is more complicated than that. There's certain types of moves, and every enemy you come up against has specific weaknesses that show up as these question marks. And as you discover more about these uh, these monsters and villains, you learn what the what's behind those question marks, and you learn what their weaknesses are, so you can you can battle in specific ways. So you might be up against somebody who's more powerful than you, but if you do the right sequence of moves, you could win. So it's not as cut and dry as every every time I hit you, it's 10 points. Every time you hit me, it's 12 points. And it's just a matter of who got to hit first.
0: It is a little bit more detailed than that. And I do like that. It does make the fighting less repetitive. The fact that I can use the bow and arrow quick attack. I can use... Uh, bigger attacks like they gave me a rain of arrows where it will hit the enemy 10 times and you may not always hit the enemy it may miss a couple times but it hits more than misses and it does decent amount of damage and then I can also summon my animals I get four to five uses on each animal except for my one pet that just constantly follows me around and uh, I get unlimited uses on that that animal. It's a it looks like a snow leopard. Mm-hmm. It's it's giant, so I like just having the two characters right next to each other because it walks beside you too. It looks like my character could potentially ride it. It's Daddy so cool. big, it would be really neat. But i I haven't been able to do that as of yet. I'm not too far into it. I'm about an hour into it, so it's not. Like, I am full blown into this.
2: Yeah. So, if you were to give this game a rating based on your impressions, what would you rate it? Um, Let's say... I mean, maybe a C C at
0: this point. Because it's entertaining and it's passable. It just may not be for me. I need something to engage me a bit more. I mean, let's face it. I'm holding a controller in my hand and looking at pretty colors. I want them to do something. I want to be in the action. It's, it's very similar to uh, Derek's complaints about the beginning of Horizon Zero Dawn. It just every five seconds felt like a new cutscene, And I just want to play.
1: Gotcha. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: I will update you, and you can bring it back once I finish yeah. the the three hour demo. Sure. Yeah, i I do think that it is a rough timer. I think once I hit that three hours, it's done. That's kind of what it seems like. So the ten minutes I spent checking an email yesterday might be completely wasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, I guess we'll have to see.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. It really did seem like that. There was a timer. Okay. So. All
1: right. Would well would if it is right? like that. <laughs> um, So speaking of Horizon Zero Dawn, I have been playing that, and I mentioned a bit about that the last couple of episodes. I am now at the 30-hour mark. For the game level 31 and uh, I'm doing a bunch of side quests now because I was under level um, in the main quest I need to be level 34 or it's recommended to be level 34 and I'm uh, I was only at level like 25 at the time so I'm trying to level up a bit uh, and yeah I mean the more I, I'm, I dive into that world the more I like Horizon Zero Dawn um, Aloy is just really cool her story is really fascinating and uh, I, I finally figured out what to do with the cauldrons and um, you know the call. I don't. I apologize if we've already discussed this on an earlier episode now, because it's been a couple of weeks. But the cauldrons are basically like they serve the similar purpose to the beasts in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, they're kind of like these markers to give you uh, abilities and advantages later in the game, right. and they they allow you to control more of the beasts and, and things like that, which is really cool. Um, if I have any complaint at all, it has to do with the crafting. So there's. Um, there is a armor set that I really want. It's a Nora, uh, it's a Nora stealth set, a heavy stealth set, and I, saw, and I really want to get it. And um, I need one more piece in order to be able to buy it, not craft it, buy it. I need a Bellowback heart, and the Bellowback is one of the larger beasts uh, in the game, not largest or anything, one of the larger's. And there's a couple flavors of it: one that shoots fire, one that shoots ice, and I have hunted a dozen of them at this point, and not one of them has dropped a heart. Um,
0: oh, that's frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's really it's frustrating. It's like it
2: knows, so it's like, ah, we're going to make them work a little more. Well, so in the game, when you when you need
1: a particular uh, resource item, you can actually create a job for it, and it'll put a marker out on the map of like where you should go to oh, find cool.
0: it. Yeah. So I was like, oh,
1: okay, great. I'll just go right to this bellow back area, and I'll hunt a couple of them, and I'll be good to go. And not a single, like... It took me to one bellowback, and that bellowback did not drop a heart. And then I had to go fight some other bellowbacks, and so I just keep finding them, and none of them are dropping a heart. And so I still can't get the armor that I want. It's just really frustrating that uh, there's no other way for me to do it. I just have to keep hunting be- bellowbacks until they randomly drop this one piece I need.
0: Uh...
1: Um, and that's just really frustrating to me because it's it's like a random roll, basically, is what it is. Because I I. Unless there's some mechanic in the game about how you take one down that I'm not aware of. Maybe I'm doing extra damage to them in a way that's destroying that piece or something. I don't know. Yeah. But.
2: Yeah, it's probably, like, one of those things, like, uh, I forgot what game it was. You could, like, if you killed that, So if you continue to attack them, you'd kill them. But then, like, when they're, like, a critical moment, like, critical point in their health, you, like, walk up to them and you can do something. I forget what game it was. It was definitely a creature. Like a fatality
1: in Mortal Kombat? (laughs) Yeah, but
2: but when it's at critical moment, like, you need something from them, right? But if you continue to attack them, you completely obliterate them, so there's nothing left. Gotcha. Um, I forget what game it was, but maybe that's something like that. Maybe you need to go up to them and do something. I don't know.
1: It's very possible that there's, like, a final blow type situation. I don't know. You can't take anything off of something that's still alive. But maybe I'm... So the bellowbacks have like this canister that's most of their back that has either the um, the, the fire component or the ice component. And um, I tend to – that's its weak weak point usually. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to, to aim for that and it will explode before the bellowback is destroyed. And uh, it basically sends it down to like a critical kind of health point. But I mean maybe I'm not supposed to do that. I don't know. So that's a little frustrating. Otherwise, I mean, the game is just really, really good. I've, you know, bought some new weapons and I've got all these really cool types of arrows that I can use. I've gotten, I'm a better sniper with a bow and arrow as Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn than any first person shooter I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of silly. Um, you know, I'm still not very good at the melee combat, but that's just a me thing. I've never been good at melee combat in a third person game. Um. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Like I said, I passed the 30-hour mark now, uh, level 31, trying to get up to level 34 so I can continue the main the main story. Um, you know, I'm estimating I'm going to get pretty close to 40 hours or more uh, before I finish the... But by the time I finish the main quest, which is definitely a lot less than Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild I played for about 70, 75 hours um, when I finally beat Ganon. But I also screwed around and tried to do a bunch of shrines and... And, you know, Kurok seeds and that type of stuff. I, I have not really done that in Horizon, so.
2: What, so if you were to give it a rating currently as it sits, what are you grading it?
1: Uh, B, plus. B plus. I'd give it a Z plus. Uh, it's, it's got some issues. The, the early gameplay, like Ray was saying, is kind of tedious. Um, the first three to five hours, but when you're not quite in the open world yet uh, and there's just cutscene after cut scene after cutscene, it's tedious Um, there's some graphical issues that to be fair may have to do with the age of my ps4 at this point Um, i have the arkham knight edition ps4 which is pre slim so it's still the original ps4 components um, but not like launch day Um, so it could be that my gpu is is getting up there in in age Um, but there's some graphical issues there's some blocking problems where like you can see through a particular part in like a fence or a wall and you try and shoot an arrow through it and the arrow gets stuck in midair. That annoys me.
2: I mean, that's really cool, right? (laughs) I hate when that happens. I was trying to snipe somebody. Yeah, it just sounds really weird.
1: I was up on a mountain ridge trying to snipe somebody down at a bandit camp and uh, I was trying to hide behind the rocks, right? So people couldn't see me and I just kept getting my arrows stuck in this invisible like – Shell that was around the rock because the blocking around the rock the rocks were, were, was not tight enough. Uh, that that's just really frustrating in a game that when you're when stealth is really important, right? Every noise you make, every movement you make, somebody might notice. When um, that's such a big deal, and your weapons are bow and arrow,
2: yeah,
1: uh, which are slow to reload, slow to fire, that type of thing. That type of blocking is a big deal because I'm trying to get every advantage I can around corners and behind things. Um, so that's kind of frustrating, um, and like the crafting stuff that I mentioned, that's that's an annoyance as well. Um, yeah, this is a game where you have to continuously craft bags that hold more inventory, and like that's just—I'd rather just buy bigger bags, <laughs> honestly. Like I really would. Like I—I've—I've I've made fun of games in the past where I have to like just buy inventory, but damn, like I'm so sick of needing to find like. Yeah, or, i have you know, to hunt a fox right. or a warthog oh well it didn't drop the skin it only dropped the bones and the meat this time <laughs> like it's the you hey, can see it's the, the animal same there thing,
2: it's the same thing in uh, zelda as well when you need food or you could just throw a bunch of shit together and it's dubious food <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but that's you have so much more control over that though because if you shoot in, in breath of the wild if you shoot a bird you're gonna have bird meat right that's what you right. get right and, well they're more but like, I needed to make a pouch that could hold more of the random resources that you find out in the wild. And I needed some type of bone. I'm drawing a blank on what it was, right? And it's it came from a particular animal. I think it was the, the warthog. Okay, well, how many of those did I have to kill before one of them dro- – it's just like the bellowback – before one of them dropped the resource I need, right? Like, I don't – don't put a, a element of randomness – in something like that because now i'm stuck and i can't continue the game until i can get this one item mm-hmm. to expand my inventory so how many have you killed before you got <laughs> or you're still I mean, going <laughs> uh, i don't know no i've upgraded that at that point like i mean i, I didn't really keep track but it was a bunch it wasn't like 16 one the number is 16 and, uh, um so like it's that type of randomness kind of thing um you know it's it's randomness on top of like a convoluted system to begin with it doesn't need to be convoluted to expand your inventory it just doesn't
2: and so they made a they made it convoluted and then they made it random so do on you top get um and this and I'll wrap it up here soon but do you get like in some games they'll give you like random perks that uh increase your ability to scavenge or find things or there's something that makes you luckier where you can get those resources yeah. quicker so do you just not have that ability I- enabled or so there's a skill tree and in the skill tree, there's,
1: for. there's different upgrades you can get. Um, I have the foraging upgrades, yeah. um, you know, so you get more stuff. It doesn't get you specific stuff. It just gets you more stuff. Gotcha. Um, you know, which, which is fine. Like it helps, right? It's, it's great when you're, when you need, um, you know, medical, like medicinal plants and things like that, you'll get more, um, when you're foraging, which is really important during, you know, more intense parts of the game. Uh, which is great, but it's just that like, so your weapons are in a particular type of pouch and your ammo is in another, your traps are in another, your, uh, resources are in another, and then there's like special items in another. So there's like five or so different types of inventory. And then each type of ammo has its own subset and you have to keep expanding those like pouches and carrying cases to carry more. And you have to craft that. You can't just buy it. Um, And so it just becomes kind of tedious to to get through the crafting process. Um, Rather than it being like a grind where you're like, well, I need 1,000 X, Y, Z, it's more of just, I need one, but it took me 24 tries to get one to random. Or or in
2: other times, like three. Yeah.
1: Right. it's that randomness that annoys me? Uh, If I knew, like, you know, I have to kill 10 warthogs, 10 boars, whatever, to get the pieces I need, then fine, I'll hunt down 10 boars. But when it's, well... It could happen in the first one. It could happen in the twentieth one. You'll just have to try it until you find it. That's just annoying. So
2: I could definitely, I could definitely see that. You know, but the story
1: is wonderful. Aloy is a super cool character. The narrative is really interesting and compelling. The arrow play is amazing. Um, you know, so overall, like the game is really, really solid. There's just some mechanic issues that I have.
2: Hopefully, uh, once you have gotten past level 34 and you started the rest of the campaign and pass it, you'll give it the A that everyone else has given the game.
1: We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. All right, man, so uh, let's do this. Let's talk San Diego Comic-Con video games.
2: Yes. It. So I'm going to start by saying this. I totally underestimated the size of San Diego Comic-Con. You know, what I have to compare it to is Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. And it's just, it's the size of these booths and the amount of people that you just don't really have an idea. You can't really fathom that idea from a map, you know? So, a lot of the time, this con is considered a con of lines because you stand in line for literally everything, (laughs) so... Um, I stood in line the longest to play Resident Evil 2 and um, this is a game I've talked about multiple times on this podcast I'm very excited for and this was my chance to play so and the free swag I'm not gonna lie there was some good free swag that came with it Um, but anyways so I'm gonna dive right in there the game we only got 15 minutes uh, and it was not timed 15 minutes it's just it gives you exactly 15 minutes from when you start, and it actually takes away. It doesn't take away time when you're in cutscenes, so it just kind of times it based on progression. But anyways, so I uh-huh. got a full 15 minutes out of playing the game. So, um, it's awesome. So they had the setup was they had eight PS4s, eight Xboxes, no PCs, and they were saying the reason we haven't done PCs because we haven't actually released it. We haven't said we're going to do it on PC yet, and we haven't released the minimum specifications. So there was no PCs, because that question came up a lot. <laughs>
1: so wait, wait, so do, do you, did that sound like they intend to do it on Yeah, PC? he's
2: saying it's coming out on PC, we just haven't announced the minimum specifications. So we're not okay. we're not talking about it, so we're not going to so have not, it on it's PC. So it's not ready yet. Exactly. Okay. Um, but for those listening, if you don't have a console, you will be able to play this game on PC. So, um, I played on, on Xbox, which I own, so I'm familiar with, um, basically the game starts you off, you know, not, not necessarily in the very beginning of the game. You start off in a section of the game, um, right when Leon gets to the giant mansion police station (laughs) and it starts you off right there and you can go multiple ways, and um there are some people that talking other people in line that have played it four times and waited in line four times to uh beat the demo because there's actually an endpoint you can get to um and there's only and the guys were saying there's like a handful of people that's been able to beat the demo in the 15 minutes um so it is so good um the graphics are super clean, and the game movement is very nice. The only thing I think I would complain about, and it's just probably an adjustment thing, the camera moves very fast, and I didn't have I didn't want to spend any time trying to adjust the settings, you know. Right. So basically, the the like I mean, you'll move this this aiming slightly to the left, and it goes way over. Um, so that's an adjustment, but I just cannot say anymore how great the game feels. The zombies are scary. It, it's very, um, there's a lot of exploring going on. It still hits the notes from the original games. And I think what what's important for those, and I know I'm rambling, but what's important for those who've played these games, a lot of the times people say, especially for the older games, that weird camera angle really added to the horror. I think they found a perfect balance in this game where, and I think they've learned and listened to their fans where you can still be clever with the angles, but not hinder your experience and still make it scary. So they had a couple moments where, and, and I know last of us does this and probably horizon Dawn where it's like a cutscene, but you're able to move around and you're in like a really weird position Do you remember that scene in Last of Us where you're upside down on the rope and the guys are running? They they did a lot of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Horizon doesn't really do that.
2: Well, then Last of Us. (laughs) (laughs) So Last of Us does that kind of thing. And would you not agree it adds to the suspense?
1: It definitely makes you feel more connected. Like it's a living – like like you're playing a movie rather than you're playing a game exactly. and then they'll show you clips from the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they did, so they let, did stuff
2: like so that with this. Let me ask you this.
1: So then the demo you got to play, that's like legit from the game. It's not a separate demo.
2: Correct. That's cool. Yeah. So it's on um, – they have it on like a – it's on a timer. It's 15 minutes wherever you get and then if you re- reach a certain point like the next section – of the map or something like that, they'll just cut you off.
1: Gotcha. So there were some
2: okay. guys that were getting, you know, who had done it, waited in line three or four times, and <laughs> had had beat that thing in like ten minutes or five minutes. Uh, but then they have to cut them off, so it's not like um, it's not like you got any more out of it. Right. Yeah. You might as well take your time. How long would you say you were in line for it? So that's the shitty part. They so it's fifteen minutes. So you gotta you gotta. They only got 16 slots, okay? So there was a lot of people in line. So I probably waited in line for two hours. Um, yeah, because, you know, 15 – you give every – you give 16 people 15 minutes every time. Uh, the line right. moves really slow. It's not moving yeah. for 15 minutes. Um, so – and they actually get to a point where they cap the line. They're like, listen, this is like the two-hour mark <laughs> right here. So – We capped the line here. No one else can get in line so that we can catch up. And so I came back three times (laughs) throughout the day. And finally, I got to a point where it was an hour. And I was like, okay, I'm getting in it now. Um, Man, that's crazy. But it still took about two hours, I'd say. Yeah. You got... So after... So, okay, I'll finish the demo. So the demo, there's multiple ways you can go. And it is very similar to the original game. The map is exactly the same. But everything that you remember like the, the cases and the zombies and the creatures and where everything would be is in different places. So it's familiar but yet different. Gotcha. Um, I actually made it pretty far. So I, I chose to go left when you're in the mansion and if you go left, you'll run into a police officer. You'll have your first encounter with a zombie um, and you actually get boards. So you can either choose to board the windows and no zombies will break in more than the one that you already fought. Or you leave the boards off, and a bunch of zombies break in, which is. what uh, you do? I boarded the windows because I know better than that. <laughs> but it's a demo, man. You might as well let Hill, the zombies go. Hillary come. didn't board the windows, and she said, uh, "I just spent the whole time shooting zombies <laughs> and had no ammo." Um, but I was able to because I I have like this map ingrained in my head. <laughs> So I was able to get the key card to get into the armory. So I was able to get a shotgun, medical supplies, and ammo. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great. I think it's going to be really good. And I have to say, Capcom has listened to the fans, and they I think they found that perfect balance between horror, action, um, familiarity, and still you know giving you that. Nostalgic feel. Um, what was cool is after you play the 15 minute demo, they give you a fucking badass T shirt and a, and they take a picture with a zombie in car. There, it's really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like the T shirt's really nice quality. It's got like blood on it. It says RPD, which is Raccoon Police Department. Um, and then it glows in the dark. And if you flip it inside out, there's a zombie face in there. I was just like, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually a really nice shirt. Um, okay, that was the one I was the most excited for. I waited in line for forty five minutes to play um, the new Smash Brothers game, and the Ooh. Smash Brothers game, they had a shit ton of Switches there, so it was no problem. And then they had four people playing on each one, so it, the line was oh, moving wow, very yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, so what, did
1: you only get to play like a single match?
2: Yeah, you get one match with four other, with three other people. And, um, but there was a lot of people getting right back in line. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I think I want to compare it the most to melee except smoother, very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I I mean, smash bros is not really much, a lot to talk about. Um, the roster, we already know about the roster. Um, they had, I want to say it was 10 playable characters. Everybody else was locked. You had Kirby, Mario. Snake was locked. Um,
1: Who's you play as?
2: I picked. I picked Kirby. Pikachu was there. Yeah. Um, I picked Kirby because Kirby is can be good. I think if you know how to play. I don't know how to play on Switch. <laughs> the controls are a little complicated with four people as well because you're playing. They did not have pro controllers. Would they have? we were all playing with joy cons like sideways. Yeah. It's very weird really? because you know, and you know, from this, the movement is very important and very fast and precise. And you can't be very fast and precise with those joy cons.
1: Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to play with, with anything less than a pro, pro controller, controller. or of course, need the, the game cube controller, we need a bigger which, joystick
2: in space. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll pretty much exclusively be playing with the GameCube controllers unless I'm, you know, I don't want the cord, then I'll well, just the Well, the bumpers Pro.
2: did, the bumpers would do your special attacks, and the bumpers are, as you know from playing Mario Kart, are kind of a pain in the ass to press.
1: They didn't give you the, the
2: shoulder pads? They're on there, but I have giant hands, dude, and it's just like, <laughs> for me, it's just not comfortable at all. Mm. So that would gotcha. that would be my complaint. I think it'd be difficult to play that game with uh, Joy Cons, particularly. Um, but yeah, I, I think I it was great. That. The match I played, I got my ass whooped. These guys probably these guys and gal probably played a couple times before me. <laughs> Um, oh man, it was that, good, that
1: game, I'm just, I'm so looking forward to that. I cannot wait for Smash. I do on not Switch. think
2: you'll be disappointed. I, I think you particularly will fall into fall in love with it pretty quickly.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be getting it. So you'll just have to come over. We'll have a Smash oh, for tournament. Sure.
0: Ah.
2: Well, for sure. Ray, have
1: you ever played a Smash Brothers game?
0: I have, and I only play one or two rounds because the guys I usually play with get very into it, (laughs) including yourself, and then incredibly braggy and defensive, and it becomes this aggression.
1: Look, I'm not defensive, okay? I'm just really good at the game.
2: He is. You are insanely (laughs) good at the
0: game. You are insanely good at the game, and... I prefer to just stay in our relationship together, oh. so I'm going to play one or two rounds, and then I'll kindly go make popcorn and All right, so
2: exit.
1: you and I will play with fun items on then, because then <laughs> anything can happen.
0: Anything. Items are
1: fun. He does items the most annoying fun. thing.
2: He, and I, I think the thing that annoys me the most about Derek's we're not here to slam Derek, but I am going to slam Derek. This is just an intervention. <laughs> he, intervention, intervention. He is the master at when you're, you know how you're like, you float away and you're like at the edge of the map, and just one bump will throw you out. Yeah, yeah. He's the master of that, and I don't like it. Listen, look, I'm not an
1: edge garter. Okay? Yes, you Let's are. Just, no, I'm not because I never hang on the ledge. I never do that because I think that that's lame. And I'm sorry if that's somebody's strategy out there, but I think it's a little lame. It is a lot uh, of people's strategy. <laughs> but I tend to pick characters that have a lot of, of horizontal movement. You're so, just
0: incredibly strategic about it. I'm like, oh Jigglypuff, right? this will be great for me. And I right. just want to play a character that I recognize from its franchise and that I've had fun or maybe they're wearing a pretty outfit. Like, that's how I do it. Because <laughs> it's just fun for me and it's strategic for you. It's like, if I don't crush the other five people in this room... I can't go to work tomorrow. I can't show my face oh in public. Oh
1: my some God. <laughs> the know. shame. Well, the See, shame. I will say this. I will say this. Nothing feels quite as good kick in a bunch of Super Smash Bros. ass while you're playing as Jigglypuff, because <laughs> as somebody, who, so you know, I've been playing Smash for a long time now, since since freshman year of college, and um, that is
0: a long time, at least twenty five
2: years. <laughs> um, How and, old is uh, he? <laughs> uh, He's I'm a dad. Okay, no, um, I'm kidding.
1: no uh, so but uh, people get really mad when you beat them as Jigglypuff. There's something insulting about getting beat by. Jiggly so if you Puff. want to like
2: diss somebody, beat them with Jigglypuff. That's yeah.
1: true. Like if you get beat by you know Mario or Fox or or Link or something like that, right. people are like frustrated that they lost, but it's not like embarrassing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right.
1: But when you get beat <laughs> by, you,
0: Jiggly by Puff. Jigglypuff,
1: or like now we'll, we'll have an opportunity to do this again, like. I don't know, ice climbers. There's just something embarrassing about that. Like I am so stoked that ice climbers are back because <laughs> not that I love the ice climbers or that I was at, they were ever my best character, but they're so weird and fun to play as. Yeah. And you can just kind of torment people with them because you, you, they, they're just quirky. So th- there's um,
2: levels to you, man. You like winning and you like tormenting and taunting us. I like playing around
1: though too. Like if you can get like uh, the high rule level, which is the the famous Zelda level, yeah, right. right? Which is just massive. If you can get a full group on that with just some cr- like you you know you crank up all the items and stuff, you can just have some crazy fun. Yeah, you know absolutely. there's a there's a big difference between playing that as a party game and playing Final Destination no items.
2: You oh, know they, like
1: that's there's a difference. There's a difference to that gameplay there. One is for fun and silliness, <laughs> and the other is competition. It's serious. <laughs> You know, it's true, though. It's Super true. serial. Um, so I'm stoked. Like, I mean, to, to be able to see every character in the game, plus some new ones, the Inklings will be really cool. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. they
2: were playable. Um, um, I did not play with oh, them. yeah? Yeah, I did not play <sighs> with them um, because somebody oh, had already yeah. selected them and I didn't want to copy
0: but, yeah, I get that.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm super curious how they're gonna work because you have to they they, can, they have to fill up their ammo using their ink, and they can move faster. And they're I was just, just about like to in say the, the movement games. on
2: them is the pain in the ass, and the range they have is like what?
1: Yeah, I imagine they're gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a power shift when they they come into play. I so. think
2: they're gonna get from based on what I saw. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get nerfed at some point. Like I feel like they're too strong.
1: Well, I mean, that's going to be something kind of new to Smash. Uh, I, I, the Wii U version of Smash was not insanely popular, so I apologize if I'm misremembering something, but I don't think Nintendo's ever put in that type of patch to a Smash Brothers game because. You know, Melee was a GameCube game, and Brawl was a Wii game, and uh, of course, the original was on 64. So the Wii U title was really the first one that they could support that type of internet push, like well, with an infrastructure. And I don't think they ever did. I think it's kind of what you get is is it. Cool. Um, now this is a different game, right? This is this is Switch era. This yep. is modern gaming, uh, you know, internet type stuff. So you know, maybe maybe they will have to to patch some things and and adjust. um.
2: I think they do. (laughs) I'm just going to say it right (laughs) off the bat. I I think they got to patch some characters up. It's either that or I'm that bad. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go in and and switch the subject just to the last game I played because I know we're running short on time here. Um, This one's a little interesting and it was something I didn't even know was a thing or even available to play. And I had only seen one brief trailer on it are you guys familiar with Jump Force?
0: No. Okay, so Jump Force
2: is that fighting game that is all the animes together. So in this game, you've got... Um, hold on here. I've, I had it all pulled up here. No. It's gone.
1: And it's gone.
2: It's gone. Um, no, they, it's got, like, um, Bleach. It's got Dragon Ball Z. It's got all these... Uh, all these characters, these anime, and they're basically fighting, and the, the big appeal to it is that it's like a 3D fighting game. And I got to actually play that at Petco Park, which is the Padres Stadium. They had that all filled up. Um, yeah, oh, Death Note, One Piece, Naruto, um, all of these animes are involved in this. It's very weird, very different. But it was really cool. You had to play one match, and the line was like very minimal because I don't think anyone knew it was there, um, unless you were walking by. And uh, wow, it, it's really cool. It, it's very unique and different and stylistic. I'm not an anime guy other than like Death Note and Dragon Ball Z or like Attack on Titan, but it was a lot of fun. Very fast, flu, fluid combat, and in, in You know, it's changing angles. It's 3D, so you know you can move around completely around your character. Um, It's not just side. Yeah, it was really intense. So I just want to put that out there. Jump Force is very anticipated, and I think that's going to be a very good fighting game, especially breaking into the anime niche. Um, Because Dragon Ball Z up until now has kind of dominated that. There's been a few Bleach fighting games, but to bring them all together is kind of crazy
1: yeah that's interesting uh, i'm not overly familiar with it i'm not the the biggest anime guy in the world Me neither. Um, the anime that i watch is pretty americanized anime yeah um but that's cool i mean fighting games there's, there's always room for one more is kind of my opinion on that
0: i think anime has grown just a bit for uh for me, I think they are new anime that have come out in the last, like, four or five years that appeal to me more. They're, you know, about superheroes now, and uh, I, I'm i down for that. But, yeah, it... it well, there's still the classics, not... like
2: Death Note, and, um...
0: Well, it's really hard for me to dislike Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. I, I love them both so very, very much, so... You know, the, the classics stay with me, the ones that have been around for 20, 30 mm-hmm. years now and continue to make new content.
2: Yeah. This game Same felt very anime, so the fighting is very anime. Like, you know how they do, like, the That's intense cool. charge-up scenes? Like, this is all in this game. <laughs> and the graphics awesome, are man. great, I have to say. Um, very cool. It looks very 3D. Well, it's, not, it's not, like, uh, animated. It's, like, CGI-type stuff. So, but yeah
1: cool nice that's oh, a 2019 title so it's not too far away
2: no no all of these for the most part are 2019 except for smash bros right
1: yeah smash is december 7th which is February. still almost
2: pushing it um so. yeah and resident evil 2 would be coming out in january of 2019 i believe it's january 17th or let me see i think it's the 25th 25th thank you it's that third week
1: Yeah, January and February are going to be two really big months this year uh, for video games. We've talked about that before. Um,
0: Are there any other 2018 releases that you guys are excited
1: about? um, I mean, Overcooked 2. I'm stoked for Overcooked 2. Overcooked, for those who don't know, is uh, an indie game. The the first one was actually built by just two guys, and you play chefs who have to save the world um, from the giant spaghetti monster, and you, have to, you get sent back in time by an anthropomorphic onion to learn the ancient art of cooking. And it's kind of a resource time management game. Uh, local couch co-op is amazing. Uh, really a game you have to play with two to four people. Um, the sequel comes out here in just a couple of weeks, August 7th. So I guess a week. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, there's of course the new Spider-Man game which looks great. I'm pumped for the I'm, new
2: Tomb Raider and I actually got to yeah. um, one of my friends at... San Diego Comic Con went to the Tomb Raider uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the newest sequel. Shadow of the Tomb Raider like panel, and um, he said it's going to be great because they played some, they showed some gameplay.
1: Yeah, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks really good. Um, you know, so that's of course coming as
2: well. Red
1: Dead, the Spyro remastered. Red, Red, well, yeah. I mean, maybe if it gets pushed, I wouldn't be surprised. They're barely will. talking about it. I don't it.
2: think it will. I think they're just keeping it hush for a little bit. It, the, the whole Why? game was hush because it, it was just announced, like, recently that they were even doing that. Like, it, But that's the thing, though. It's supposed to come out
1: in two months' time. I think we're fine. And it wasn't at E3. There's, like, no marketing campaign for it. There's a collector's edition box that you can buy that doesn't even come with the game. Like, this is just a very weird situation. I, I would honestly say that, like, I'm leaning 60% that this gets pushed.
2: Ooh. Well, I'm leaning against you, so – I have way more. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so um, else, I think that's what else we have anticipated. And then, of course, Dark Sliders 3, Fallout 76, which I'm not excited for, but that is coming out. So It's
1: a big fall. Got some good stuff.
2: Big stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, anything else from San Diego Comic-Con that you wanted to talk about, John?
2: Oh man, I can talk for hours. So we'll keep it gaming related. That's all I have.
1: Okay. Alright. Well, uh, Ray, I'd like to thank you for joining us.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me on, especially about I mean, out of all of our shows. Gaming's probably my weakest topic, so it's a bold strategy. I hope it pays <laughs> off.
1: Well, you know, Ray, Ray co-hosts Screen Heroes with me. She I also do. is a host on Costume Couture, which is our costuming and cosplay web yes. series. Um, and so, you yeah, know, she's all around the network doing doing different things. Um, where can people find you, Ray?
0: I am Siren Ray Cosplay. That's my handle on everything. Twitter Twitch, Facebook, Instagram.
1: S I R Y N. Yes. R-A-N-E. Siren like the X-Men. Yeah.
0: And uh, currently I just launched a calendar Kickstarter so you can check that out too if you like pin up girls and you know and games women. and,
2: video games. and,
1: games. A, and yeah. video
0: games. It is a video game calendar. Yeah.
1: I mean that's it's it's video game themed. Yes. All the the months are different video game type characters so Yes. Yeah, check that out. I wor- I worked on it a bit as well, kind of the uh the the
0: You're the producer the editor, of it. yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, go check that out. Uh John, you're working on a bunch of stuff over at Buster Props.
2: Oh man. It's tireless, but right now we are we are riding that Shazam train and uh we got a lot of cool new things coming out. I have some stuff coming out here by the end of the year and of course the prolonged muscle kit which I got to wear in San Diego Comic-Con. So check us out. Buster props.
1: And if you want to see some photos uh, of the Resident Evil booth at San Diego Comic-Con, John put out an article with a short video and some photos. So if you go to heroespodcasts.com under our article section, you can find that there. I am the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. You can also find me on Screen Heroes, like I mentioned before, and Red Shirts and Runabouts every Friday, which is our Star Trek podcast with my uh, my hosts over there. So that's going to be it for us this week. We will be back in two weeks because we're on an every other week cycle right now. So thank you for joining us. Uh, hit us up at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Don't forget the new Patron Lounge coming to our Patreon starting today, August 1st. Go to patreon.com slash Heroes podcasts for details thanks for joining us everybody we'll catch you next time
2: Bye. game on